You're listening to the Loose Creatives Podcast. Brought to you by Davey and Meg. Grab your tea and grab your coffee. Come chat with us. How do everyone? I'm Davey. Hi, I'm Meg. And we're the Loose Creatives Podcast. We've got a juicy episode today. We have. We've got a person close to my heart today. We've got my manager. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Hannah Tinker. Um, yeah, I manage Yang and do some other bits as well. And yeah. Hey, don't downplay yourself. You're, you're, a, you're a woman about town. You do so much around Manchester. Do you want that, that, to... To be fair, that's kind of the first thing I was going to get on to. Like, so we, you're, you manage... You be, what so do you, uh, you know, without me just mansplaining what you do do you want to <laughs> actually say it yourself yeah um yeah i do the marketing and programming for wilderness record store um mm-hmm. which is yeah making giving the shop a presence and sharing that and sharing sort of independent acts and things that we work with um there's fair play festival <laughs> that i founded is it like last last year year before but it's not oh, happened yeah. yet because... Because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, yeah. I was gutted as well when that didn't happen. No. It keeps feeling like it's the festival that's never going to happen now. It's like... It will. Is, no, it, is it, will. it the next fire festival? <laughs> it will happen. Um, so the episode's kind of going to be about networking, anxiety that's so associated with it. The dreaded so, networking. As we know as creatives, networking is so important, mm-hmm. but also terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's always something that I've struggled with, like networking for me is like when you have social anxiety and sometimes scared of people, it's like how do I get out and break through that barrier of being socially awkward? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. What what's your kind of experience of networking, Hannah? Um, you got any funny stories, any thing like that? Um, yeah, so I got into everything through MCR Live, which is like was um, a radio show, radio station, and a blog. Started out writing for them, and then be- yeah. and I was working like a really corporate marketing job at the same time, and <laughs> I really wanted to get out of that so much that I worked so hard for MCR Live, and then they made me an editor. Mm-hmm. But that's like in sort of, I mean, as you know, like in the creative industry and stuff, if you want to, if I wanted to to move up, you have to get yourself more well known. So you have to like Mm -hmm. network and meet other people and you have to sort of put yourself out there. How did you do that then? What what was your journey? Um, To be honest, it's probably like just going to gigs and stuff. And like, because I was reviewing things, I could like Mm -hmm. go up to the musicians and stuff and be like, oh, I'm reviewing a bubble, hi. You sort of have a purpose to go up and just chat to them. Yeah, and be like, you're really great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So would you say having that leverage helps? Yeah, definitely having, yeah, a reason behind why you're there and like why you need to get to know them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like, please be my friend. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I I think sometimes that is what it feels like, doesn't it? Like, I always feel like I'm being needy or like get in the way, but it, you know, that's why you're there. Like, especially if it's in a ne- networking event, <laughs> yeah. it's literally why people are there to network. But I always feel like, oh, I'm being annoying, but like, you know, no, yeah, yeah. that's literally what you're there for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, I was thinking um, like earlier today um, when I was kind of planning for this episode and I kind of realised 
we, we I don't think we've actually ever talked about the first time we met um, in our professional relationship. Because, like, I don't know, like, it's just never been the time. We've always been doing something. And I've, I've always wanted to ask you how you felt coming up to that because I know me and Ollie was so nervous to meet you. <laughs> we were like, oh my God. Like, this is like, we. we well, it was so like the first game, wasn't it? Like, yeah. It was like yeah, it was. very, very first game. And we were obviously chuffed about that, but we were like, what what the fuck do we do? <laughs> like, do, <laughs> do we be all serious? Do we like go, this is our bargain? Or, and then we, when we met you, that all evaporated and yeah, it became yeah. natural. But. What was it? What were you kind of thinking in the lead up to it? Um, well, it was two years ago, yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. It no way. Kurt, you like got the you got the gig at Band on the Wall through MCR Live. Like Jess, I think you signed mm-hmm. up or something, and then Jess picked you out. She was like the other sort of editor at the time. Um, yeah. And then I don't know. I just saw you, and you were really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank like, you. Um, but yeah, I, I remember. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I want to, I want to work with these. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember. I was like, oh, I'll go along to the next gig. I saw that you were playing one soon after, and mm. I like took my friend with me and was like, please, can you come with me for the day? <laughs> <laughs> Is that something you'd recommend? Like taking someone? Yeah, with if you, you can maybe, take, yeah, just for was, moral support. Yeah, that was another thing with when I was reviewing gigs and stuff, I would always ask if someone could come with me. Mm, that's a good one, isn't it? Like, yeah, got back definitely. And then you're not that, just stood awesome. there on your own in the corner of the room, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> oh so yeah. yeah, definitely see if you can take someone with you. Um, yeah. What, do, do you know, like, because we, we met in... Um, we met in Ziffer Blatt's in yeah, Manchester. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. Yeah. What, were you, when you, and you weren't with a mate then, so what was going through your head when you were... I was pretty nervous and a bit like, oh, I don't know, I don't, don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah, we were feeling the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, and it's also like, with something like that, you're like, do I have to be really professional? And do I have to be like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I in control? <laughs> yeah. Am I in control? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You don't know who's the power player kind of thing it's yeah, really weird yeah. but yeah even it, i mean like back then like when i was with mcr live and stuff i was really nervous like meeting people especially like new people would you say you're still that nervous or have you have, or, or have you learned some new tricks does it that... depend who it is that you know um, no i've thought about this recently and like i was like building up to doing this i thought about what i do now and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. i don't really get nervous anymore because it's just, yeah. I mean, apart there's that annoying habit that like, obviously comes with experience and like getting mm-hmm. used to it and everything and like age and everything. But yeah. trial and error. Yeah, I think right. the thing that I've learned is like you almost have to. I used to like, when I worked at MCL Live, I'd go into the toilet and like do a breathing exercise <laughs> and like yeah. sort of get <laughs> oh, yourself nice. to just like calm down. Um, but now mm. I just think of it as like. They're just like another person. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're probably mm-hmm. just as nervous as you are. And like you just have yeah, to exactly. almost like not think about it too much and just not like big them up in your head because then you're going to... Yeah. You'll, you'll feel like you're meeting like the queen or something. And it's like some guy... <laughs> when in like, reality... Like indie boy in a band. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Why am I... Who's <laughs> probably more than happy to talk about himself. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah exactly. I think it's nice to remember that you, you're all in the same 
industry as well. You're all trying to sort of make your way up. You're all trying to get there. Mm, I think think sometimes from like an actor's perspective, when you're sort of talking to casting directors or um, agents, it's Mm. like all of your career is in the hands of this person. It's like, please. And it can be quite scary. But like you say, just remembering that they're just a person with a career that are trying to get you know, the next person on their books that's going to make them money. <laughs> and that's, they're just people, just people. And holding them at such a high regra- regard maybe isn't the healthiest way mm. or the most helpful way. You have to almost like, people. sorry, you have to like take it back to basics in your brain and just be like, literally just me and a person. And I almost yeah, think of it as though absolutely. you're like a kid in the school ground and you just... Yeah. Talk to this little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. We're analogy, all children, actually. really, aren't we? Just envisioning a little kid with bruised <laughs> knees, caught up trousers. I'm just envisioning myself there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you. Um, with like, so like, those, those are some mint tips with networking. But I guess what uh, my next kind of point would be: Do you reckon you could actually forge a creative career without networking, or do you think it's just too important not to use? I say you're a super recluse, but you're a genius, like creative genius, but you're a yeah. super recluse. Like, do, do you reckon those types are, like, do you reckon it's possible to still do it if if you are that type of person? Or do you reckon it, it's just one of them things where you have to bite the bullet and get out there? Well, like, we're kind of fortunate in that these days you can literally not leave your house and you could still network people through, like, social media. Very true. And so you could be, like, a massive Instagram person. Yeah. Network through social media. But you could literally just never see a person. Um, (laughs) Maybe that I'd add to the allure as well. (laughs) Yeah. You can build up this whole persona where people don't really even know, like, your full name. And you can... Mm -hmm. Yeah. But still be quite a big thing. Yeah. I don't think I thought about it like that, but you bang on. Yeah, with like the internet and the ways that people communicate now, it's so much easier to be sort of hide yourself, I suppose, yeah. and be whoever you want to be online. Especially in a pandemic as well, when we're literally not allowed to go out and see yeah. each other. Yeah. That's defo got a point. Like, yeah. we're doing this over Zoom How now. How do you like, think your like networking has changed over COVID? Do you think it's had obviously it's had an effect, but like what what effects has it had, I suppose? Um, it kind of feels like everyone's a bit down. And like if you <laughs> emailing people, you I don't get as good as like well not as good not as strong responses as you used to get, like previously. Yeah. It kind of this it's so it's almost like everyone's become a bit disheartened, especially in the music industry. It feels like people yeah. are just like <laughs> Yeah. We've just been battered, haven't we? Yeah, people are like, I don't really want to talk about doing anything, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just teasing just make me. just music in my, my dark bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard, especially with venues and things not being open. And I suppose when there isn't like a, a foreseeable end goal. end goal, yeah, it's like, well, how do we do this? But I suppose working around it, you've managed to work around it and find ways mm. to, mm. you know... Yeah, we're slowly picking it back up, aren't we? Yeah. Get, well, get, get, getting out there again? Yeah, well, it's like people are almost getting used to it. So it is sort of, sort of starting to pick up again. Mm. People are getting used to mm-hmm. the fact that, like, this is what life yeah. is like now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been weird. It's been really weird. And you can't have, like, mm-hmm. meetings in person anymore. You can't yeah. just, like... Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think, like, most of the contacts that I've got are, like, acquaintances that you bump into at gigs and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And there's people it's that very hard to keep yeah, that. There's people I haven't seen for like a year now. And I usually see them like all We were the talking time. about this. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day and like I wonder if like those people that are sort of acquaintances when we see them in the year, they're like completely different people. Because <laughs> I know we've changed so much. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, are those people going to be like totally different now? It's been so long. I'm going to be so awkward. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. Like, like, I've always prided yeah. myself on being an extrovert and like not being afraid to like embarrass myself. But I think I've spent that much time on my own in my little room yeah. that I think I'm in just be like, oh oh. how do I talk to people? <laughs> what is conversation? Oh, it's hard. And like, when this is like, really networking is like a huge, that's a, obviously a big part of it, holding conversation with people. I see like, even when I'm like ringing friends or like bump into someone at work and then I'm just like, hello what have you been doing and they're like nothing i'm yeah. like yeah me too uh, have a nice day anything changed so no yeah. oh cool <laughs> same one. old it's same given old a whole show. like dimension to it like new dimension to it and it's like we're all gonna have to i don't know, network again and like build on friendships and stuff again yeah mm-hmm. build relationships um do you ever like um hide your true self when you say like you've got like a client that you you want something from or you just need the outcome to be positive would you do you ever hide parts of yourself or do you just go fuck it no nah, i'm not doing that like if he doesn't like me then i don't want to work with him anyway i don't know why i gendered it then but yeah you know what <laughs> i mean <laughs> um i think there's you can definitely meet people um because some people like it can just go to the head and they just think they're like the bee's knees and yeah. they look at you and they talk down to you and mm. but I think even so with I that you even that. have to <laughs> you have to even be like you still have to keep your sort of not just be like oh fuck you yeah you have to keep it professional yeah. you have to not just be like fuck you I was gonna say like does that deter you from working with people or obviously you have a goal there mm. if they're a dickhead you're like oh, I don't want to work with you then or um, no, I think like. Would you still pursue it? I'd still work with them. Yeah. But I don't know. It was almost like adap- adapting to different people and adapting to how they respond and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things I've always learned is just always be nice, which sounds really basic. Yeah. But if you just always, oh, if you just, mm. if you don't give a re- people a reason for people to dislike you, yeah. you generally should be okay. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, basically. To to be fair, yeah. that when we first met, that was my takeaway. I was like, I think I was expecting like you to be really big business and stuff, mm. just because I had no perception of what a manager was going to be like. And then I was like, Hannah's actually really nice. <laughs> I'd love to work with Hannah. Actually, like I said straight away, to her, I was like, what? That did not go. I thought it would, but like in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, like I. I think that's a big thing with anxiety as well that we sort of build up the idea of people or what people are going to be like in our heads so much or scenarios so much that you stop it stops you from doing things or holds you back from doing things but yeah trying to work on that and trying to be like right I'm just gonna try and be present and not worry about what this person's gonna be like Mm -hmm. as long as you know in yourself that you're a nice friendly person you know, yeah, exactly. There's the best you Fuck can do. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you might just be nice to people. Like, why? Why would you want to make enemies by just being an obed? Yeah. yeah, just being like, <laughs> yeah, just like standoffish. And sometimes you meet people and they're really just, yeah, 
they just like they have they don't feel like they need to talk to you and you're like that's yeah. sick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about positives sorry to cut you off then um <laughs> we've talked about a lot of positives with networking but um have you dealt with rejection and how did you deal with that rejection i don't know if i have to be honest that, that shows how good you are. Sorry for so many. That's good yeah. though. Let's see. Um, even like in the corporate world, I have and stuff. Like when I mm-hmm. left uni, I was applying for like more like corporate jobs because I kind of thought that's what you needed to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rejection there, and they're a lot more forceful about it, and they're just like, mm-hmm. "No, you've not got the job. Bye." Kind of thing, <laughs> and that's quite hard to deal with. Um, yeah. I think definitely the sort of cliche is, is like staying positive is definitely mm-hmm. a thing. And like not taking it Absolutely. on the chin. Because then you'll build up some kind of even bigger wall where you just won't in-network with anyone. Because you'll be like... Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know quite a few people who like... They've had so much rejection that they're now like, oh, I'm just not going to work in that industry or I'm not going to do mm-hmm. any of it anymore. And you're like... But if you then have that attitude, then yeah, you literally won't work in that industry. And then yeah. that's like shooting Definitely yourself in the yeah. You're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> I think dealing with it is like dealing with rejection or dealing with someone who's just like no is just sort of being like okay then that's happened. Well, like, it's part how... of the job, isn't it? Yeah. It's literally part of any creative career, and I think that is something that people struggle with the most. And like you say, one of the main reasons why people don't go into creative careers because of the rejection and it is hard but it is a massive massive part of it mm-hmm. for, for most mm. people um but just picking yourself up carry yeah. on be nice believe in yourself know your worth believe in yourself and if you really love that and really passionate about what you're doing and knowing yourself that that is what you want to do then you'll do it do you know what i mean yeah, and you'll get there. yeah exactly there's um, also so, I keep. I'm, I'm too nice. I'm like, <laughs> no, I, I'm, what you're saying is great. I, I'd rather you keep going, to be honest, than be like, like <laughs> say what you were going to say. Sorry, it's the silence. I've got ADHD. I have to pipe in. <laughs> um, but the bit where you touched about touched on about um, becoming like a different person is it's like I've done it in the past before, and like people do like you. Te- you can go say you're going to you're reviewing a gig or something and like you can like do something like you'll drink a bit more than usual because you want to get that like, liquid mm. confidence or something i've defo done that yeah same i've done it like especially when i was younger like have you ever got too drunk yeah and not really <laughs> to talk to anyone um yeah like it just because then it's like it just makes it a bit like you've done it to make yourself feel more confident but then mm. it just sort of goes the other way and you don't even do what you want to do because mm-hmm. you're too pissed. Yeah, and then you just... <laughs> that was what my, my acting teacher always said to me. Was like, if you go in networking, have one drink. Mm. If you're a lightweight, have half a drink. <laughs> D- but don't get pissed because you'll embarrass yourself. Let let them get pissed. Yeah. So they're more persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> Buy them drinks, but try yeah, and stay as sober as possible. Because yeah, it gives you a bit of courage, but doesn't always work out how you expect it yeah, exactly. it rarely works out how yeah. you expected it to <laughs> like you need to do the sort of businessy bit first and then be like yeah right and then then and then almost getting if you like i've been to meetings before like where you have a meeting with someone and then 
that we used to do with them so I'll live and then we'd and then you go like for drinks with them after and that almost like yeah. that breaks down the barrier because then they like we see you with a friend and stuff and but like you said like seeing that as business I feel like is quite helpful as you know this is mm. business and I suppose I've often heard, like, you know, as a creative person, you are a business in yourself, really. Yeah. Representing yourself and, you know, seeing that as a sort of like a business transaction is maybe more helpful than just seeing it as, you know, a social situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, And like you say, having a drink afterwards with them breaks the ice a little bit. You are like, you're you're (laughs) your own, like, mascot PR department everything manager everything yeah. like so you have to like man like and say like i think compartmentalizing it where you think of like businessy and then you think of it as like a social situation it's like mm-hmm. good because then you like you can Definitely. be more professional and everything have you got any juicy so <laughs> in the obviously we have a the manchester scene being so vibrant and you having so many toes dipped all around it <laughs> Have you got any? Uh, have you got any? Uh, any tea you would like to spill on this podcast? You don't have to. Nothing's gonna get you in trouble. <laughs> See, even that, like, I think that's that's another thing. Don't don't bitch and don't not yeah. even yeah don't like because it's especially like something like the Manchester music scene. Everyone's so connected, and like even someone who works behind the like because creatives usually have like a different job in like a bar or something. So you could be yeah. in a bar and there'll be someone who works for like a promo- ex-promoter is like yeah. stood pulling your pint and they can just hear you being like, well, yeah. and then next thing you know, like that promoter sort of work. Like I've not had something like that happen, but. It's a smaller world than you think, isn't it? Everyone knows everyone. When Once you start showing your face and people start getting to know you, you have got to be careful with what you're saying and who you're saying it to. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, like you say, if you're just a nice person anyway, then you, you won't say those things to anyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, you do have to be not wary as such, but just, yeah, just don't don't bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just don't bitch, because you never know who's going to hear. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's stuff I'd probably tell you both, but if in confidence. <laughs> not even in confidence, just like over a pint. <laughs> See, I was really yeah. trying to trick you into saying <laughs> that. I was playing Jedi mind tricks, ready for the for the, that positive advice. So, do you do you have any sort of like tips for? Obviously, you said like if you're at an event, just like taking yourself to the loo, having a little breather. Um, but do you have any other tips for people who you know have anxiety when it it comes to networking? I always wear a bubble on my arm and I flick it. <laughs> nice. Um, just because it it is something to distract you, and also, it was almost like brings you back down to earth. Like, I've had people tell me before about like if you look around the room and like read stuff, then it almost brings mm. you brings you back to the room. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like to the real world. Yeah, you're like okay, and also like one that I've probably done more recently is like when you start, you feel yourself starting to overthink. Just like yeah. completely, just stop it. Just be like yeah. Just like being conscious of or mindful of where your thoughts are going and where yeah like where it's taking grounded you. like yeah definitely yeah. try and be like i know i keep saying it but in the room <laughs> um one that i learned through therapy was um a tapping technique i can't remember what the technical term for it was but it's basically when you you sort of focus on your breath and it's like an anxiety reducing technique and you like tap 
obviously like don't do this like in a private space not just like in the middle of a room but you basically just like tap like where you feel your anxiety so say if it's like in your chest and it sort of like focuses where that feeling is and I've done it a few times it's really good so if you do suffer with social anxiety and that's you know it's it is it is quite a nice little technique if you're like meeting someone or um and another thing as well that I got told is like make sure you turn up like 15 mm. minutes early yeah so you can just like check out where you are you know yeah yeah that's good. what what you the exit plan yeah <laughs> <laughs> the exit strategy <laughs> so you're not like rushing there and you're like oh shit i'm late and now i've got to meet this person and i'm sweaty and i'm you know need a wee and need to get a drink and you can just like chill out a little bit Mm. I'm always yeah. so chaotic though yeah. <laughs> when it comes to these things. I just, I'm, I'm always like, right, I'm gonna do all of these things. I turn up and I'm an ADHD weirdo. I just go, well, listen, I've pure rolled the dice whether they like me or not. There, but I guess I was myself at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of anything else that I do. That's fine. Yeah, yeah just I be in like... the room and be like present and listen to what people are saying. I think the worst. I think. Well, not the word, like people try, because you're so nervous, you almost like forget to listen to what the person is saying and you yeah. tend to like then get very lost in what you're saying. Yeah. And then they'll be like, so what do you think of that? And you'll be like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, oh, sorry, we're not talking about me anymore. Like, what? <laughs> you're like, oh. What's like, what's like the worst, the worst, um, experience you've had networking with anybody really either Whether from your end or, or music yeah um and you don't have to name names either by the way <laughs> calling people out <laughs> uh with like fair play we wanted to do it in a church last year mm-hmm. and then there was a new um sort of i don't know which was like a building or events manager and things and she mm. com- brought her ideas to it which was this was a church it wasn't going to be doing any like music events and things like that and uh, this was i completely forgot this was such a big thing they had like other gigs booked at, for the church and everything, and she cancelled all of them. Wow. And it was like a couple of weeks before everything, and like it went around like us and then all the other promoters in Manchester, and there was loads of us that had like events booked, and she just like cancelled them all and was like, <laughs> like no, wow. you can't do this. And it was like she was saying that we need to had needed to have all these forms and stuff, and it was really. That was obviously, you had to think on your feet and decide what we were going to do. Yeah. We were looking at the venues like, in the last minute and yeah, it was quite worrying and stressful a few days. Stressful, yeah. 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 I suppose like you say, that's when you do have to like think on your feet and be like, right, what what was my best strategy here? But yeah, but there was a good thing about that was the fact that we, our team knew all these other promoters so we could talk to them and they could tell us what they were doing and we all sort mm-hmm. of helped each other out and we tried to sort each other out and... But I think it came because she just had completely different ideas to the previous person in the role to her. Which yeah. I guess is another thing that you need to sort of like, sort of like remember why you're there and why you're doing it. I think if you hold that like in at like the forefront of networking and like you say, having having people that you know and like a community mm. is really helpful because they're in this similar situation to yeah. you. Not holding people at high regards, obviously, because, yeah. like you say, they are just human beings. And then knowing that you know, this is what you're meant to do and it, networking is a massive part of being creative. Um, and obviously you do it very well. So yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I do. But yeah, that's another thing, not 
thinking that you're amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you do have to do yeah. a degree. You have to like know that you but know. But not what better you're doing. than other yeah, people. Yeah, that's it. Not thinking be that you're better. Not... Yeah, be confident, yeah. but not like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the that's main great thing we've taken for anyone, from this. Yeah, <laughs> like even just... outside of networking. <laughs> yeah, just don't be a dickhead to people and. I think sometimes that is a strategy for people though, isn't it? Like when people are nervous, they sort of put on a facade of, yeah, you know, I've done that. I'm better than you. But that, I mean, it's sort of see-through at the same time. Yeah, it's sort of like, like, you know, it's it, it's not helpful really because yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, I, I think it puts, maybe puts people off from wanting to work with you. Yeah, yeah, when they finally fun. meet the true you, they're like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I can tolerate this. Why don't you just do this? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I've, I've actually like I've worked with people before who've been like that, and they've had this whole like facade, and like they've been this like tough person, and like this exterior, and then you sort of get to know them a bit more, especially as you work with them, and you're like, hang on, you're like more anxious than me, and you're like, yeah, like, yeah. it's really Definitely. all an act, and they're always the people that are always yeah. late to things, they don't show up to yeah. things. Because they're so anxious, but then yeah. if they do show up, they're like, hey, <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. I think that's yeah. the thing I've had to work on the most since, like, we're actually working in the scene. I think, like, because when I was at uni, they're, like, telling you all of these things, and, like, none of them were telling me to go be a dickhead. But, like, you pumped, like, you push the narrative, like, it's oversaturated, like, you need to be noticed, you need to be this, you need to be that. I think at the start, I was like, right, I need to be, appear cool, I need mm. to appear unique, but I'm them thing, like, I'm unique on my own, I don't need yeah. to pretend to be this uber chad or Definitely. jim morrison or like some other narcissistic rock star i just need to be myself don't i, 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 do you exactly. know I mean? Definitely. and in the music scene as well i feel like it is very much like that you have you know bands have this sort of facade and this idea of you know being cool or, or whatever but you don't necessarily have to put that on and that's yeah. and it's the same in acting and that you know i've always been told so much that like you say it's oversaturated you have to be unique you have to stand out you have to be all of these things but as an individual like you say you are unique and I've always sort of struggled with you know I've always like just dye my hair and have tattoos and sort of change the way I look and that was always a struggle for me because you know I've always sort of had this idea of you have to be moldable you have to be you know, have long hair and um, perfect skin and be this, that and the other. But people look, you know, if you're getting cast for something, people want to look for people who look real, who look realistic, who yeah. are human beings and are, who are just themselves. And the people that I want to work with are people that cast normal people anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, people that just want to be themselves and are comfortable in themselves. Yeah, you don't have to put on that facade because you are unique. Anyway. You're a star, darling. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. as, as amazing as this conversation is, um, I think we're going to have to wrap it up, actually. Mm. We've been talking for a bit. Um, but I have got one last question, and it's one I ask everyone. Um, do you have any tips for anyone currently going through a hard time with their mental health? It doesn't don't you don't have to have a right answer. I just like asking the guests just to see if you have any insight I don't have or Yeah, I think 
it's pretty easy to like get very lost in yourself and think that you're like by yourself and you're alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think remembering that you've got friends there and like, especially right now, we're all going through a similar thing and we're in a global pandemic. Everyone, like your friends will be there to support you and everything. And well, they should be. And always sort of remembering which friends are important, like sort of like the ones who, they always encourage you to like drink more and stuff and like do stuff like that. But there's also like the other, not that they're more important because no one's more important than anyone, but there's people that, people that properly care and they're like, they, they message you every now and again and like, how are you? And just yeah. that, mm-hmm. they just want to know, yeah. Um, so I think, yeah. If if you yeah. if you're struggling at the moment, if, if you feel like you're struggling at the moment, yeah, you're struggling at the moment, then reach out to people and just ask how they are, and they'll in turn ask how you are, mm. and you'll feel better that you've talked to someone. Hopefully, um, yeah, definitely. definitely, it's win-win, isn't it? Yeah, it's like swings and right. roundabouts, or it goes around, comes around, kind of thing. <laughs> definitely, like you say, we're all in in the same situation, so it's like there's, I think everyone has ups and downs, and it's important to remember that at the moment a lot of what we see is social media and Mm. people often don't put their whole lives on social media they only tend to put the good parts so don't take you know don't take what people are doing on social media as fact because a lot of the time it's not (laughs) it's not fact reach out to your buddies yeah (laughs) (laughs) right it's it's the time of the week you know what time it is So, it's top picks of the week. Silly. Do you want to go first, babe? Um, yeah, I've got a book this week um, that I've been reading. It's called How to Break Up with Your Phone, and it's by Catherine Price. And, I mean, it is what it says on the tin, really. Um, it's been a really helpful one for me because I am definitely a phone addict, which, I mean, most of us probably are. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of goes through, like, the psychology of it, which I found really interesting. And then, so it's kind of split into two parts. So the first part is the psychology of it and why we're addicted to our phones and what it's doing to our brains, basically. But it doesn't just tell you that because I feel like a lot of the time these you sort of get this information like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I use my phone a lot, um, but how do I stop that? It doesn't, we, we often don't get told how to stop it. So the second half is like a 30-day course, I suppose, of how to wean yourself off. And it's just simple things, I suppose, like thinking about the last time you were bored, the last time you sort of just sat with your thoughts and being conscious of when you're reaching for your phone. Like I'm often... I'm on my phone while I'm watching a TV programme or I'm trying to have a conversation with Davey and then I pick up my phone to check something and there's a notification and then I'm not actually listening to what he's saying because I'm on my phone. It's like these, I don't know, I'm, I'm just trying to be a little bit more conscious of mm. when and why I'm using it. And again, with social media, it's not necessarily for me, it's not healthy for me to be on social media all the time. Um, and I think it's nice to become conscious of that and just yeah. spend a bit more time with the people in your life. I know it's hard to do that at the moment, but it's not at all saying phones are bad, but just how to have break a healthy up with relationship them. with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hannah, I'll pass it on to you. The baton is in your hand. I've been listening to a lot of NTS radio, 
I don't know, it's almost sort of like, it's been helpful because it's like made me get up in the morning. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it comes on. So almost like, I think radio as a medium almost gets forgotten about. Absolutely, yeah. But nowadays you can sort of schedule it to do stuff like become, like, be your alarm and everything. And then just having it on throughout the day and everything. It almost sort of is like a soundtrack to your day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I might actually start a live doing soundtrack. that. I like that, yeah. And especially like in... Um, no, independent radio stations. You're obviously then supporting them. Mm-hmm. You know what? Important. Let's bang in. Let's re- yeah. let's let's revive radio. Yeah. You hear it here first. <laughs> Guess that leaves me then. It does. Um, because of the occasion of the episode and who's here, I guess it's only appropriate to finally plug my band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my band's called Yang with two A's. That's Y A A N G. We're a genre fluid duo. Um, interesting soundscapes, energetic. Give it a gander. I think you'll like it. We have mint music videos, an amazing manager, and the live show is pretty good, if I don't say so myself. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Thank you very much, Hannah. No, you've, been, you've been a star. <laughs> and it's been a, yeah, been a very you. interesting conversation. I've definitely yeah. learned a lot. Yeah, me too, 100%. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you... Um, in the next episode yeah. find us on instagram at loose creatives podcast and if you want to send in any um questions information if you want to be on the show email us at loose creatives podcast at gmail.com um and yeah we'll see you there bye